One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ, to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. All right, good morning, good afternoon, warriors, warriors of the Holy Ghost. Uh, excited about, uh, man, this topic of, of the maturity of the mind. We're going to dig deeper today in the, the, the maturing of the mind of the Spirit, right? It says that Jesus had the mind of the Spirit, and when He had the mind of the Spirit, He was supernatural. Everywhere He went, He was supernatural. And um, just want to encourage you guys uh, you know, we're going to continue on this topic today about setting your mind on the Spirit and what, what that means, how you do it, okay? Um, I'm going to read a scripture here about the Lord's view of His people, and um, then we're going to talk about it for a minute, all right? This is Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord. The, the, the word wait is actually... The, you know, the, what's encompassed in waiting is learning how to pray spiritually, okay? So when he says, wait for me, it's actually how you, dis, how you develop expectation in me. So the Lord says, wait for me um, until the day I rise up for plunder, okay? Rising up for plunder is a term of war. Rising up for plunder is, a, is I'm going to dominate the dark powers of the earth. I am literally planning to, to break them, to deliver my people, to heal my people, um, and to make Satan pay for his deception. So wait for me, pray, expect in me, says the Lord, until I rise up for plunder. So it's a picture of a prayer life, guys. It's a picture of you going into prayer, knowing the intent of God is that he loves you. He is so for you that he, he sent his son to die for you. And because the blood of Jesus washes you clean, you are also in the power of the Holy Ghost, baptized in power and part of the kingdom. You are no longer earthbound. You are kingdom bound, right? And when you know your Father in heaven is, is bent, He is bent on breaking the back of satanic powers, breaking principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. He said, I will rise up for plunder. It is my plan to rise up to devour the darkness. So if you know that your God is so for you, are you motivated in prayer? Do you think he's going to give you visions of giving you a battle axe to cut off the head of Jezebel to, to literally destroy Goliath who has taunted you with fear and intimidation in the night season? That's why I love my God. I, I learned what his real intent for me is. It wasn't about, okay, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost at the beginning, um, but when I fell in love, He began to reveal His nature for me, which is He's for me as a father and not against me. All right? So moving on, um, continuing with verse 8, My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly 
of the kingdoms. Okay, he's actually talking about um, the, the demonic powers. He, he continues saying, to pour on them my indignation and all my fierce anger. So again, the Lord is saying, I will rise up for plunder. I will, I have indignation. I want to give my sons and daughters justice. Okay. So justice is part of this whole indignation. He is literally waiting to invoke justice, to bring judgment upon the powers of darkness and, and the, the deliverance, the healing, the setting free of the captive, the healing of the brokenhearted, right? Bringing sight to the spiritually blind, setting, setting the prostitute free, um, uh, healing the alcoholic, right? Setting them free from drug addiction, okay? That's, that's the intent of God. He's describing. And he, he's describing his fierce anger against those demonic powers. Not against you. He's not angry at you. He's, his indignation is against all the demonic powers of the earth. And he goes on, he says, all, all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. So what happens when fire comes and what is a symbol? What does the symbol of fire mean? Okay. Jesus said that he would baptize in the Holy Ghost and fire. Okay. That fire actually um, cleansed and awakened Peter, James, John, and the 120 in the upper room. It made them so supernatural. They went into the earth and released the kingdom on the earth, right? So that fire didn't condemn them. What the fire condemned was the powers of darkness. Okay. And that's where the church has gotten it all wrong. They, all they do is preach about sin, right? It's not about sin. Jesus conquered sin, right? Yeah, if, if, you're, if you are a sinner, if you are bound in darkness and sin, there is a judgment. And you'll just like the powers of darkness, the principalities, the ruling spirits who will be judged by the fire, right? The fire of the jealousy. Um, the jealousy does two things. Jealousy... The jealousy of God is, it says that he is jealous for the attention of his sons and daughters. Okay, that jealousy actually delivers his sons and daughters while bringing judgment, right? The, 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 the fact that Satan and his demonic powers will be judged in darkness in hell forever. You got the picture? So he's not angry at you. He actually came to deliver you. He actually came to set you free, to heal the brokenhearted, right? Jesus was not afraid of the sinner. Jesus did not separate himself because people sinned. He actually went to the sinner, welcomed them, sat at the tables with them, talked about them, and they got delivered. They got delivered from the powers of darkness that, that made them broke, that made them addicted, that made them um, unworthy, right? That made them, okay? And that's, the, that's what the, the deception of darkness does. It actually, it actually is intended to make you dark. And Jesus knew that. And so Jesus was not afraid of the sinner. He came to deliver the sinner. Okay? And the church spends more time, well, I should say, the church with bad false theologies, the false church, actually heaps condemnation on the sinner when they're actually supposed to be saving the sinner. They're actually supposed to be looking at the sinner and saying, it doesn't matter, right? I know you can't stop the addiction. I know you can't stop the prostitution. I know you can't stop this or stop that, 
right? But Jesus can. Let me introduce you to the real Christ. And you lay your hand on a person and they begin to weep and demons start flying out of people and people start praying in tongues, right? They, they are brought into the kingdom. They're brought into the power of the Holy Ghost, okay? And so the jealousy is a twofold release. It delivers the people and reaps the heap of judgment upon the demonic powers, okay? And the Lord says in the next, in the next line, right, verse 9, For then I will restore to the people a pure language, that they may call on my name to serve with one accord. What's that mean? Okay, well, he's talking about the gift of tongues, guys. For then I will restore to the people a pure language. So what he's talking about, in the previous verse, he says, my jealousy will be poured out to devour the demonic kingdoms and to release my people free from darkness. I will give them a pure language, meaning I will give them the gift of tongues that they may call on my name to serve me in one accord. What's that mean? That means that, and I've been teaching this to you from, from the beginning of time, from the beginning of this podcast, he gives you the gift of tongues to call on him supernaturally because it, 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 it draws the Father to look at you, right? I told you the analogy that, that it's like a baby crying. When the baby cries in tongues, that's you. When you are a firstborn from the dead, Holy Ghost-filled uh, believer praying in tongues, when you believe it, right? You believe that He will give you this language and you, you use this language and He speaks to you in dreams and visions that He may pour out His indignation on the earth, right? That you may deliver, be delivered, right? Out of darkness into the presence of God so that you can put your attention on God, right? We, we've been talking about the maturing of the mind. So He gives you this pure language so you can actually put your attention on the presence of God and set prayer time. You turn off your dang TV, you turn off the, the voices of the world, and you actually dedicate time to the presence of God, knowing that He gives you this pure language that, again, you may call on Him, that He promises He will answer you, that you may gain wisdom, that you may gain visions and dreams. And, you know, we've talked about what dreams and visions do. Um, but the concept of Zephaniah 3, verse 8 and 9, is, d d again, guys, this promise, you're a warrior. And I don't care if you're still broke, if you're still addicted, if you're still, it doesn't, it, if you've never done a miracle, it doesn't matter if you haven't. The fact is, if it all starts with a simple revelation that Jesus died to, to set you free and give you the Holy Ghost, that you may be brought into the kingdom now. Right? Not when you die. Now. You are brought into the kingdom now as a son or a daughter. And as you walk through life, as you grow and mature, as you set your mind on the Spirit and you have a prayer life in hearing the Lord, everything He says to you builds on your identity. It builds on what He says you are and not what the world says you are. You know, the world and actually the demonic powers actually, you know, that's why you're in pornography. That's why you are addicted. That's why. Because demonic powers are designed to keep you captive, to imprison you, and to make you spiritually blind and to break your heart. Okay? And the Lord pro sends prophetic voices 
to lay hands on people, to set them free, to cast out devils, to reveal their true identity as sons and daughters of God. And so I don't care where you're at in life, okay? If you can wrap your mind around that concept and why He gives you the Holy Ghost, the, the revelation of this is that Jesus is a bad man. Jesus is the baddest man on the planet. And the Holy Ghost is territorial, baby. And the Holy Ghost has come to hunt you down. That's why he wakes me up at night and says, go to this church. Go tell this pastor this. Go tell that guy this, right? I have a mission for you. I have a plan for you. And every one of you um, have the same mission. You, maybe, many of you haven't, haven't heard it yet. The revelation of this, of the, the simple revelation of this is uh, just as Jesus is a bad man and the Holy Ghost is territorial, he's a bad man. What, what happens to you when the Holy Ghost comes upon you? Guess what? You're a bad man. You see, the devil has convinced many of you that, that you are, you know, there's no plan for you. You're hopeless. There's, there's no like future. And just like, you know, Muhammad Ali, they, 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 you know, he, he, he was the heavyweight champion of the world. And he'd walk, he'd walk around, um, he'd say, I'm a bad man. He was a champion. He knew it. I'm a bad man. See, you guys need to be looking in the mirror every day of your life with the revelation. I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man, right? I am a bad man. And that, the, the context of the word bad there is like, it's not like literally bad. That means just like you are bad, dude. You are, you are a dominant force everywhere you walk. You're dominant because you know the Holy Ghost. I'm a bad man. You should start your prayer life out in the revelation that Jesus makes you a giant killer. Jesus, the real Jesus, makes you like Joshua going into your promise and, and driving the giants out of what the Lord says you are and what the Lord says you're going to do. And you're going to find what the Lord says you're going to do. And back to the Zephaniah scripture that you know that the indignation of the Lord is against your enemy, not you. Right? The, the jealousy of God wants you in His kingdom. And when He brings you into His kingdom, he, he releases upon you this revelation. You're a bad dude. You are a bad, bad dude. And the gates of hell, Satan himself trembles at one person who knows they're a bad dude in the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> That's kind of funny, but you get the picture, right? You're a bad dude. You are a bad, bad man. And so I want to continue in our discussion today with this as a foundational element that you know, that you know, that you know that the Lord has a plan for your life and that your prayer life isn't something that, you, that, that you know, it's not like you have to do it. Your prayer life becomes, uh, it flows out of a revelation that, oh my God, he's going to speak another thing to me. He's going to reveal who I really am. He's going to give me another vision. Um, and, and, and I get it. I get this impartation. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm shaking, trembling because the Lord said, this is what I am. Right. Um, and so I want to continue today, um, with the, um, with the, the, the picture of a mind, not only a heart that hears, but a mind that dedicates their life, dedicates their soul to, to walking and flowing um, in this power, because that's what it is. It's power, okay? Make no mistakes and bones about it. It's love and power. Out of your love 
in relationship in your prayer life comes power. Okay? Comes power. I've, I've heard many theologies, you know, many, many theologies, they try to downplay power and say uh, some, some twisted form of love because they reference uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. They say, guess what? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 that love's more important. Well, love is important. And love is actually the centerpiece. It, Paul, what Paul was actually saying is that love is the centerpiece of the gifts of the Spirit. And if you have love, you will have power. They're not separate, guys. It's not like you can justify why you don't flow in gifts. It's not, it's not like you can justify why you don't have dreams and visions and see the supernatural. It's because you have a love issue. It's because you don't have a prayer life. Okay? It, it, and I, I'm being real honest with you. If you have a prayer life, you will. If you have a true spiritual Holy Ghost prayer life, you will have power. You're a bad dude. And you know you're a bad dude, right? There's no way I walk into India by myself on many missions, standing in front of thousands of people, um, having demonic visitations in the night, intimidating me, um, having to fight in the night so that the next day I can see thousands of people and a hundred pastors baptizing the Holy Ghost, right? There's no way that happens without love and power. Okay, they're not separated. Don't let anybody fool you. So if you're if you're stuck in one of those dead, broken theologies that tries to justify why you're this wimpy little, uh, you know, crying, you know, I don't have power. Uh, we don't really need miracles because we have love. That's a lie from the devil. That's an actual. That is a. That's one of the best lies from the devil there is, because there's no such thing as love without power. Jesus was love with power everywhere he went casting out devils healing the sick equipping people in the holy ghost breaking demonic powers driving out the pharisees uh, from the lie in dead churches right jesus walked in he overturns the money tables and drives out the lie he said you're a liar you say you love god but you don't you not just you don't just not have power you it's you don't just cannot cast out devils it's because you don't have love you don't know the Holy Ghost, okay? So don't let anybody fool you guys. Your maturity in the Spirit is out of love that births power, okay? So you can't fake not having a prayer life. It is, out, it, it is from a spiritual prayer life, the simplified thing I've been telling you about. You pray in tongues and the Lord will come speak to you. You pray in tongues. He makes it idiot-proof. You just got to set your mind. You got to do it. Okay. I don't care if you don't feel like it. If you want what the Lord has for you, you will mature with a mind dedicated to the Holy Ghost. Okay. And love for him. That's, that's the, you know, the, 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 the root word of love. There's a feeling part of it, but the, but the root word of love is the word pistis. It's the same word as faith. Okay, the root word of faith is the Greek word pistis. The root word of love is the Greek word pistis. Okay, it actually means a commitment of heart. So love out of your commitment, once you get the revelation that, the, that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit for you so that you can dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you can pray in the Holy Ghost, He makes it idiot-proof for you, you have to set your mind in commitment. 
Not if you feel like it. Not if you you have some good gushy feelings. Not if you had some good worship. Not if you you know you're somebody called you and encouraged you. It's you setting your mind on the Holy Ghost, knowing that Jesus is gonna is going to come to you. Is going to reveal Himself to you. Amen. So I want to spend a few minutes talking about the maturity of of your prayer life, okay? <clears throat> and I want to talk about the difference between um, a grace working versus a person pursuing um, a, um, a dream, a promise, it not happening to them, right? The last time I talked to you, um, I, I shared with you um, the fact that you know, I would have these dreams. I would lay down at night. My hands would begin to burn. And I'd go into this like open vision of seeing people baptized in the Holy Ghost. But it wouldn't happen in the natural. I kept believing it. I kept prophesying it. And eventually, what I saw in the dream began to happen in the natural because I aligned my heart in love. I committed to it. And power started to flow out, right? The gifts Uh, they flowed out of love. They flowed out of the commitment of my heart to believe even though it wasn't happening yet. I saw it in a dream, but for years, I couldn't get people baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay? And so that's an example of maturing um, through holding on to the promise. Okay? Um, You know, there's there's other stories I've told you um, as an example of like a, a supernatural equipping, a, a grace that just that just happens, right? And I, you know, I teach a lot of these classes. Um, people that come in not praying in tongues or never seeing a vision. People that have a strong prophetic gift. Some, you know, a lot of the times the Lord shows me that person, and uh, you know, they they end up, you know, before the end of the night, they end up praying in tongues. Um, and I, I actually get their gift activated. I, you know, I, I, uh, they stand in, in close to me. Uh, they're inside of my Metron. I encourage you, you know, I'm not going to teach again on a Metron. But they stand within um, the proximity of the presence of the Lord that's on me. And suddenly their gift gets, gets activated. And they start seeing a vision, okay? That's, that's a grace, okay? That person actually doesn't have their own, um, uh, you know, maturity yet. But because they stood next to me, um, their gift is activated and they, they start having a vision, right? And that, that happens all the time. But when they leave the meeting, whether or not they continue to grow in that grace will depend on whether they utilize that gift of tongues and grow in their relationship with the Holy Ghost. Okay, because if they do, you know, I've I got I I do this all the time. I see all kinds of people, and I see people who who go leave and literally pray all night long, um, and and in days, man, they're calling me and saying, "The Lord showed me this." So I went down, and I, this friend of mine, I laid my hands on him. Guy gets filled with the Holy Ghost, and you know, supernatural things happen, right? I've had other people that leave the meeting, never pray in tongues again never have another vision again, although they got activated at the meeting um, and they, they, they actually did prophesy over a person out of the vision because they were in, you know, in my presence, okay? 
that's my grace. That's my mantle, so to speak. And it, it, it's something that um, I've learned that it's there. Um, and, and that's how I get people equipped and trained. Um, whether you go build your own, uh, you know, connection with the Lord, build, build your um, ability to hear Him by trusting in the Holy Spirit through, your, through, a, through the gift of tongues, um, that's up to you, okay? Um, and so the maturing mind um, is actually evidence of you expecting in God, believing in what He has given you, right? You know, there's a lot of people that, that, I've, that I've, you know, the things that I've taught you guys in this podcast about, you know, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, you know, Paul says, do not be ignorant of the wind of the Holy Spirit, right? He, he's, he's teaching you to receive um, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 14, you know, he's talking about uh, verse 1, he says, pursue love, desire spiritual gift, especially that you may prophesy, right? He says, pursue love. The gifts start with pursuing love, which is what you know, I just I just talked to you about pursuing love, learning how to pursue him, learn believing in in the Zephaniah three promise that I will restore to you a pure language, that the indignation of God will bring judgment upon the demonic powers and bring people, bring you out of captivity as you call on the Lord with the pure language, right? Okay? And so the mind set on the spirit is where it's at, guys. Um, I just I want to review uh, a couple things with you. Um, you know, Romans 12, verse 2, uh, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, the, of your mind that you may prove what is the acceptable and perfect will of God, right? When He gives you a vision, it is His perfect will, right? And um, when you set your mind on on uh, being transformed, being transfigured. That's what spiritual prayer is. You realize that He gives you the gift of tongues to become supernatural. You can't, you can't pray in tongues without the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost. Don't let anybody ever downplay and dumb you down, dumb down the, the Holy Ghost, okay? Jesus said this. Jesus said, you can, bl- you, can, you can talk against me, you can deny me all you want, but if you deny the Holy Ghost, that is the unpardonable sin. You catch that? The, um, the, the actual ability to make you spiritual is the Holy Ghost. Jesus actually, the, the work of Christ, the blood of Jesus is real whether you believe it or not. It washes you and makes you clean whether you believe it or not. What makes you spiritual is when you give your heart and your mind to the Holy Ghost, right? And so it is the Holy Ghost that Jesus emphasized as the evidence of the kingdom manifest in your life. So your value of the Holy Ghost will dictate how, how, how deep your love and how deep your, the supernatural lifestyle um, happens around you, okay? So it's actually about partnering with revelation. It's partnering, partnering with the Holy Spirit who reveals the kingdom, reveals the kingdom to you and reveals the kingdom on earth, breaking through all physical limits, right? The spirit world is where you will spend the rest of your life. The spirit world is where you are to dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so if Jesus is saying, believe in the Holy Ghost, believe what the Holy Ghost is saying to you, 
And the Holy Ghost will make you able to break through physical limits, break through disease, break through lack of vision, break through, right, pornography and, and brokenness and depression. It'll break you through. Amen? And, and this mindset is, is what Paul articulated in Romans 8 too. He says, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do and that was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemns sin in the flesh. Right? So whether you believe it or not, sin is condemned in Christ. Okay? Jesus took it to the he took it to death. Right? Death has no more sting. Sin has lost its victory. Alright, right? It has it and and it there, there's no power, right? Because Jesus actually conquered it. So so Paul is giving kudos, he's given honor to Jesus in what Jesus accomplished, right? The law couldn't do it. If the law could have done it, Paul said that then there would have been no need for Christ. But the law could not do it. So sin had to take on life. It had Jesus had to take on sin, so to speak. Okay, Sin was plastered all over Jesus in the flesh. And although He could have been delivered from that cross, Jesus chose to deliver you. He took your sin to the grave. Whether you believe it or not, He took your sin to the grave. Okay, and so when you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, all of that victory comes upon your life. And Jesus says, no, 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 you're not done yet. Although there is victory for you, you've got to give your soul, your mind, to the Spirit. Right? Because... Continuing on in verse 4, that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, according to sin, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. So Paul, what Paul is saying here. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. What does this mean? It means that even though Christ accomplished the victory over sin, you're dependent on receiving the Holy Spirit and setting your mind according to the voice of God according to the voice of the Spirit. Only then do you walk in the victory of Christ. Because you don't walk according to your will, you actually give your will to God. And when you give your will to God, meaning that you set your, your mind, your heart, your will on what the Spirit is saying, then when the Spirit speaks, right, faith is imparted to your heart and, your, and you go do what the Father shows you. That's exactly how Jesus operated. John 5, 19, I only do what I do my, see my Father doing. One day he gets up, goes to the woman at the well, right? He goes to, he goes to, to um, feed the 5,000, right? He, he goes, um, he walks through the crowd and the, and the woman reaches out and power goes into her. You don't think Jesus knew that was going to happen, right? He knew all things. Because he set his mind on the Spirit. 
Okay? And so Jesus says, just as I set my mind on the Spirit, you too, in your prayer life, set your mind on the Spirit. Okay? So water baptism, guys, is for sin. It's just, it's an outward commitment. The, the, rev, the, the evidence of your commitment is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of people that go to the altar, they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They even start praying in tongues. But a baptism is a commitment, right? You come up different. You come up out of the water baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? There's a difference. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. You go receive Jesus and you're baptized in water. You recognize the victory of Christ on the cross was that you were, your sin is washed away and you're no longer earthbound. You have the potential to be spirit-bound. Jesus then says, oh yeah, not only do you need to believe in me, but you need to wait for my Holy Ghost, right? Just like the day of Pentecost, you need to wait for my Holy Ghost and be baptized in that also. What's the baptism of the Holy Ghost for? It's, it's twofold. It's actually his, his power being given to you, but then your, your mind given to the love and power, right? The love and power of the Holy Ghost is what made Jesus supernatural and what resu- resurrected Christ. And that, that commitment of your heart and mind to live spiritually according to the voice of the Spirit is what makes you supernatural as well. But it only flows out of a love for Christ. Okay, you catch that? You can say all you want to, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, yeah, 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 and you go out and you're still into the into the in pornography, you're still in, you know, all of all of the the sexual sin, you're still in all of that. You know what that's evidence of? That your soul hasn't been delivered. Your soul is still a victim of the darkness. But a mind, the soul, the soul includes the mind, the will, and the emotions, right? When the mind, the will, and the emotions are committed in love, right? That you're committed in love to the voice of the Spirit, knowing that the Lord has a plan for your life, and it's by the Spirit that your life is revealed to you, your life plan, according to what the Lord is saying to you, right? He makes you, He makes you. He literally remakes you. He, he literally rips out the addiction. He rips out, um, you know, the, the lie of, you know, you're broken. The, the lie of uh, you got to get reassurance from men so you sell your, 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 your body, right, in sexual sin. That's just evidence that your soul's not healed. Okay, the soul gets healed when you commit your will, despite what your your emotions are telling you. When you commit your your mind and your will to the spirit and trust that the spirit will heal your emotions, will heal your brokenness, will heal the the the, the addiction and the demonic power. It will drive out the demonic power that that drives you in that addiction and that brokenness. Amen. And so the promise, right, that we talked last time about the promise uh, of the Holy Ghost coming to all who believe, Joel 2.28, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. You will dream dreams and have visions. 
And it is from this place of promise that we live. Because instead of walking around a mountain still complaining about what God hasn't done, which is evidence um, of you know people in the wilderness, that's a mindset of people in the wilderness, people in promise, despite what is, what is going on in their life, they, they set their mind on what the Spirit is saying in promise. Just like Joshua, right? Just like, just like Caleb saying, I, I want my mountains. I'm going to the mountains. And when he went to the mountains, he drove all the giants out. He, he killed every giant and he took the mountains because the Lord said, those mountains are yours. Amen? And so, <clears throat> you know, the question is, are you baptized, guys? Are you truly baptized in the Holy Ghost? And I, you know, I don't, I don't tell, tell these stories of, you know, just committed prayer life and, and you know, praying in tongues for hours and, um, you know, all-nighters and, 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 you know, just the, the, the fasting and, uh, you know, why fasting is important. You know, I don't know if I've shared this at all with you, but fasting is not a, it, it is a physical act. Believe me, I know, I know that. But it's actually more of a spiritual act because whenever you refuse sustenance of the world, it's, it's, it's not only outwardly physically symbolic, it's actually spiritual symbolic. And whenever your body begins to transition into, um, <clears throat> you know, dying, that, that's what happens. Your, your body be, literally begins to die. It begins to consume itself. Um, you, you, you're, what blocked you from hearing this, the, the voice of God, it begins to open up. And that's why, you know, a three-day fast, a three-day water-only fast will break down that wall of separation. People who have never heard God, when they do a water-only fast for three days and they literally begin to die, right? They learn to pursue the Holy Ghost, expecting in the Holy Ghost to speak despite the pain, right? When you get into day two of a, of a water-only fast and you're, you're literally transitioning into ketosis, it feels like you literally are going to die. You just want to curl up. You just want to like turn off the lights and pray that day three comes as fast as possible, right? But what I learned to do in that time is I learned that as, you, as your body literally is shutting down, your spirit is coming alive. And the more you pray, <clears throat> the more you pray during those times, the more you pray in tongues, the more visions and supernatural encounters you're going to hear. I mean, I've, I've shared a lot in, in these recent books with, um, I've actually made, especially this Wisdom Phil Warrior book, I actually made it more about uh, spiritual encounters and explaining dreams and visions and some of the things that the Lord showed me. Most of that stuff came um, during encounters when I was fasting and being able to see detail. I see detail in, in especially in visions. Um, the Lord gives me a lot of detail and begins to speak to me about what He's showing me in the midst of showing it to me while I'm fasting. Okay, so I just, I want to encourage you guys, um, if you've never fasted, you know, dedicate some time to fasting. And, you know, a lot of these things that may, may sound foreign to you or you don't understand, um, you know, once the Lord, once you begin hearing the Lord's voice um, in a more articulate a more encountering way, um, especially with very detailed visions, um, it changes you. 
and I can't explain it, but it's, it literally, every time he speaks to you, every vision he gives to you is an impartation. And it rearranges your spiritual DNA. He does more to you by talking to you than you could ever do by reading, reading a book, reading scripture, reading anything. And that may shock you. But Jesus didn't say, pick up your Bible, carry it and read it every day. He actually said, you will pray and fast. Right? You will pray and fast. My disciples will pray and fast. Right? Every time he came to Peter, can, I, can you not stay awake and pray? Can you not stay awake and pray? Can, and some of you are hearing that right now. Can you not turn off your TV and pray? Can you not, um, not go to the club or not go wherever and pray? Can, can you not um, dedicate your, your heart to me and come pray with the language that I promised I will reveal heaven to you? I will reveal your true identity to you, right? And I pray right now in Jesus' name that, that uh, the, the bondage that many of you deal with, the, 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 the limitations, the demonic um, you know, addictions and feelings and emotions, um, e- even things that have been, <clears throat> you know, you've actually cursed yourself through singing uh, some of these songs by some of these crazy groups that are actually satanic and laden with witchcraft. Um, same with movies. M- many of you have participated and went to actual rituals, just like I uh, shared, uh, you know, in the last two two meetings about the you know, going to the Motley Crue concert and what happened when I saw the pentagram go up on, on the screen and they start chanting, shout at the devil, right? I went, I went, I got complete deliverance. I got, literally, I went from being stone drunk to being literally what I know now is I was clothed in the Holy Ghost. The hair on my arms was standing up. I didn't know why I was no longer drunk. I started telling my friends we had to leave the concert <clears throat> Um, and if you haven't heard that, go back to the last message. I tell that story in more detail. But, you know, that's what it's like, guys, when, um, you know, you're, you're in bondage. And, and that's, that's, you know, what, that's what we're dealing with. Many Christians who think they're saved are actually in bondage, right? As, as I described the, the, three, the three rankings or the perceptions of miracles, you know, in slavery, you're begging for a miracle, in the wilderness, you, you, you know, it comes, the Lord sustains you to keep you alive, but your mind is still looking back at slavery and saying, man, it was actually better back there. Maybe we should just go back, right? But the mind set on promise sets their heart on the Holy Ghost, on what the Lord is saying. And many of you, you know, you're not going to get delivered out of bondage until you break through. Until you realize that the Lord gives you the Holy Ghost to break through. And and the way you break through is you actually commit with your heart and you you set your mind to pray. And when you pray and He begins to show up in your life and speak, He's the one who breaks the mind. He actually heals the mindset. He, he, He actually heals the you know, the generational curse and, and breaks it and breaks the addiction that you're struggling with. And, um, I just pray, guys, that, that uh, the strength of God, the grace of God would come upon you, that you would pray and fast without ceasing, that you would literally lay, lay it down, that this is the season in which you lay it down. You, and you say, I'm laying it down. I am committing to the Spirit. I'm, I'm no longer trying to figure this out. 
right? It's not my job to figure it out. And that, that's one of the greatest revelations there is, right? One of the greatest revelations there is, is um, you, you recognize that it gives you the spirit to enter his rest. It's not about you figuring it out. It's about you listening, praying and listening, and letting him come unwrap you, right? Make you able to see, deliver you, heal you, right? It's the most valued prize there is. It's the Holy Spirit. And, and um, I just, you know, I want to reiterate as we're closing here, as I taught you guys, you know, why he gives you the gift of tongues in First Corinthians, or I'm sorry, um, in Isaiah 28, verse 9, 10, 11, and 12. I've taught this several times in these podcasts, but, you know, he, he, asked, he asked you, um, how will he teach you? How will he impart to you the kingdom? And he, he, he asked the question, is it, his pre- is, it, is it the preacher guy repeating scripture over and over, over and over? And he answers, verse 11, 28, 11, he says, No, I will teach you with a stammering lip and another tongue. Verse 12 says, This is the rest in which the weary will rest. And many of you have struggled for years in some form of Christian environment. And the Lord is saying to you today, This is the rest that I've promised you. This is the promise of the Father, that I've given you the opportunity to enter rest. You don't have to think it through. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to do nothing. All you literally have to do is set your heart and mind on the Spirit, and you have no idea what that exactly means other than He gives you this gift to pray in tongues, and and you start to pray. And the presence of the Lord begins to blanket you and make you free from sin and death, right? That's, that's, that's Romans 8. For the law of the Spirit has set you free from sin and death. The law of the Spirit, guys. The law of the Spirit. The law of the Spirit sets you free from sin and death. It's not your theology. Okay, get, the, get that out of your head. It's not your theology. It's your trust in the Holy Ghost. It's the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus that makes you free from sin and death. That's Romans 8 too. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free. And so if you connect the dots with why He gives you this supernatural prayer life, right, you trust that what he said in Zephaniah chapter 3, when he says, I will give my army, I will, give, I will weaponize them with a prayer language, that my indignation will come, right? When the indignation of the Lord comes, he actually is driving out the demonic while awakening you, imparting to you who you really are. And that's why the, with the presence of God comes and rest is brought to your heart. Why, Dave, do you pray for hours? Do you know why? Because it's where I get rest. You don't have to beg me to pray, man. Once, once, once I got it, I got it. Once I got it, I got it. I mean, you, 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 can, never, you can never rip it out of me. There's no theology anybody can ever say to me. I don't, I don't care if you want to argue, you know, was, is the book of Revelation real? Did it, you know, is it talking about in the future? Is it talking about today? I mean, you, you can talk about all these different theological arguments. And you know what? Most of them are meaningless. Most of them are 
comparing one deception to another and a wrong interpretation. There's many wrong interpretations, but there's only one true thing. One true thing, and that's the Holy Ghost, guys. Quit wasting your time on theology and theological Christianity, as I like to call it. Theological arguing about what, what's real, what's not real. There's one true thing that's real, and that is love and power in, in the presence of God through Christ, receiving the power of the Holy Ghost, where from that relationship, the evidence of God is seen all around you when you heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, and baptize. So, Father, I pray for a simplified life. I pray that every person gets the point that Jesus sent the the Holy Ghost to simplify our life, to give us a prayer language to cry out to you um, and and to uh, see the vision of the Lord. And the presence of God would make us rest in the receiving of the fullness of the gift of Christ. Lord, let, let, this, let this be a weapon. Let the presence of God truly be a weapon in their life. And where, where, the, where the addict could not get free, let them get free when they begin praying in tongues and fasting. Lord, where, where the addicted one could not get free, let them, let them get free uh, when they pray and fast. Lord, get, let, let the porn star be set free. Lord, when they receive the Holy Ghost right now and they start praying in tongues and, and suddenly, Lord, you, your presence and your voice invade their life and set them free and do things that theology and, and dead Christianity could never do. Lord, I pray for every person that has struggled in a dead church. Lord, let the simplicity of the Holy Spirit come upon them right now. Let those who've never prayed in tongues begin praying in tongues right now. Let the burning in their heart begin praying. Lord, let let them pray with the voice of God that they may cry out to you with a pure language, knowing that, that the Holy Ghost makes them a bad man, a bad man in the Holy Ghost. Lord, let their true identity as a bad man bringing the kingdom of God into their life, into their family's life, and into their surroundings. Lord, let it come. Let it come right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Holy Ghost, fall. Lord, fall fall on every hearer. Lord, fall right now in Jesus' name on every person listening to this. Lord, let the fire of the Holy Ghost come upon them. Let the gifts of tongues come upon them in Jesus' name that they would see your vision and dream your dream. Lord, and enter the promise of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, guys, I pray you have a great week. Um, continue emailing. I love, I love the, the, the comments. I love the encouragement. I, lo- I love the stories. I love many of you are, are sending stories um, and keep sending the invites, guys. Um, I, lo- I love to come visit more people, get, get more, more people equipped um, in, in, this, in this new wave of deliverance that I believe the Lord is releasing on the earth, uh, a deliverance from dead theology. In Jesus' name, guys, I pray you have a great week and uh, see, see you next time. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. 
We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.